Hey, hey, self-lover, it's your boy Sharif J here. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode from the Unedited Project podcast. I'm so happy you can join us and I can't wait for you to see what I have in store. See you inside. Well, about time you've joined us, self-lover. It's your boy Sharif J here from the Unedited Project, the podcast. And I'm so excited, excited, excited to bring you all another episode. Hello to those who are just joining me on this episode. And hello again to those who have been with me on this journey thus far. I am so excited to bring you guys another episode today. Um, I think y'all are really going to kind of dig it because I'm up at one or two in the morning and I felt like I really just needed to talk about it. And I told y'all that this was a um, audio virtual diary, however you want to classify it. And I meant that. So if I have that thought at one, two, three in the morning, the record button is being pressed and we're getting into it. Okay. Um, I do want to shout out two of my high school friends just because they went out of their way to give me nothing but love and compliments um, in my Instagram DMs about the first episode and and how it touched them in their own unique way. Um, I even had one friend specifically, Devin, and her partner even create their own mantras. And that really made me feel seen and that really made me feel heard and made me feel like what I have to say is important. And I think it's important that we all feel like what we have to say is important and you because you never really know who you're touching and, and where they are in life, right? Because I don't think that I have communicated with um, Devin or Juliet in like a really uh, long time, not on a personal level at least. And it's crazy how this podcast has reconnected us in that kind of way. Um, shout out to Juliet, who I mentioned a second. She had nothing but great and raving reviews for the podcast, for that first episode, guys, for the first episode. We are just getting started with just... Self-love. It's really not about the how many listeners I can get or how many supporters I get. It's really just me being true and authentic to myself and really just putting my heart out there and hoping that it not only heals myself in, in continuation of healing and also heal people who are listening to me and also in 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 are invested in really what I have to say. So today's episode is going to be about um heartbreak. And if you listen to the last episode, I kind of spoke about it being about denial. And if you're kind of paying closely attention, I'm following like the the steps of grief in a sense. And the next step technically is anger. And I'm definitely going to play with the idea of how anger shows up with heartbreak and how the, all of that is associated with grief and also tie that back into self-love because really that's what I want to do. And that's what we need to do when we go through these kind of experiences or scenarios or situations in life. That's what's most appropriate, right? Finding ourselves, healing ourselves and being our best selves, no matter what situation we go through. So just off the top of the dome, I really feel like this episode is going to be titled Heartbreak Equals Self-Love. And I know y'all are probably like, what the hell does that mean? Can two of those exist in the same plane? Does that make any sense at all? It sounds like a math equation and I'm not good at math. Child, trust me, the math is about the math, okay? Wait wait till I break it down and, and I'll let you know how it works, okay? So listen closely. Turn up your dials if you're on a radio or if you're on your cell phone or if you're on your computer or whatever technological device you're on. Um, 
please listen closely because this is really good. And I really believe that we are truly doing the work and healing together. And that's the purpose, right? That's the purpose. So I'm going to start with this idea of heartbreak. Like, I'm sure that anybody listening to this podcast right now could really, really relate to what heartbreak feels like. And if you do not, then um, just listen and just trying to kind of get the vibe or what it feels like. The best way I can describe heartbreak is like heart-wrenching. It feels like your heart shatters in a thousand pieces. It feels like you can't sleep. It feels like you can't eat. It feels like you just can't stop ruminating on whatever it is that broke your heart, right? It just feels like it's playing over and over in your head like a broken record. You just don't know what to do. You don't know how to get it out. You're Google searching how to get over this heartbreak, you know, and that can come from relationships, um, like romantic relationships that can come from, um, platonic friendships that can come from like actual loss of someone in this in this world or in this universe um in in a in a in a physical sense it can it can be you can experience heartbreak from a multitude of things and the angle that I'm going to come from it at is is probably a blend of those things i think the first introduction to heartbreak for me was the very first relationship that i was in um when i was at morehouse And this was a person that I was very infatuated with their spirit and their personality. They were very um, outgoing and they were very charismatic and everything about them drew me in, right? And granted, I had never really been in a relationship per se. I was in situationships prior to that, but never in a situation where someone was committed to me. I was committed to them. We were considered exclusive and all the above. And the one thing I did in this relationship because I just wanted it to be and go so well, I said, hey, these are my deal breakers. One, I don't do infidelity. Please, whatever you do, do not cheat on me. Leave the situation before you do anything like that. Two, I'm not a person that is equipped to be in any kind of situation where it's violent, whether it's violence upon me or violence upon the other person. Like I'm just not, that's not me. I don't want to be in that. I'm a person who likes to feel safe and I want my partner to feel safe. Okay. So you would think with that being said, and this person telling me that they understood that, that that is exactly what they would abide by. But you know, people lie all the time. People lie for their own reasons and their own motives or their own opportunist ways. I don't know, but people lie. Like it's just, it just, it happens that way. So this particular situation, I was in love with this person to my core. This is like my first love. You couldn't tell me anything wrong about him. There was things that I probably would see from the average guy and be like, ugh. But because I loved him, right, it kind of made me like a little bit blinded to love. Like love is blind, literally. No, no pun on that. But that is real. Like and when you're so in love with somebody... You become blind to some of this shit that you probably were annoyed by in, in certain senses, especially in the honeymoon phase. You really don't see shit, you know, and that's a real experience. Unfortunately, that situation ended with him um, committing infidelity and cheating. And I found out um, because of the person kept calling him and then that led to a string of other persons. And it just was really bad. And I remember just being in a very dark place. I went home. I think I was visiting Atlanta because I was um I was out for the summer or I was getting ready to move. I think I was getting ready to move and go to grad school. And I went home for the summer and I would not get out of the bed. Like my family was trying to talk to me. People were trying to call me. It's just none of it was working. And then even the person that committed this heartbreak, my my ex, my first ex, he 
he was trying to talk to me. And for some reason, I wanted to hear what he had to say because I felt like I had a part in him doing what he did, which let me tell y'all right now, if a man is going to cheat or a woman is going to cheat or individual is going to cheat, they're going to cheat, right? If they're going to step out of a relationship, if they're going to disrespect the relationship, they're going to do it. There's nothing you really can do to stop that, right? And that's what I had to learn over the years. And it took me two to three years to even want to consider dating again because that's how heartbroken I was. I wasn't eating. I wasn't really wanting to be social with anybody. It really destroyed me because when I'm in a situation with somebody, I 100% give my all. And maybe some people call that naive in a sense because I think I was given too much of myself, meaning I was basically giving them all of me to the point where I was losing myself. And that's never a healthy situation for anybody to be in when you're losing yourself in order to fit a mold for a relationship or in order to keep a person in the situation with you. That's never an okay move for anybody. Um, so fast forward, I did not date for about two to three years and I lived that two to three years very much so bitter, very much so angry at the world because I felt like I was used. I felt like um, I put so much good into this person. How could this happen to me? And it went, it looked like a back and forth. I didn't completely cut communication with this person because something in me wanted to see the positive. Granted, I didn't take them back and get in a relationship with them, but we were involved, I guess, in situationships over the that one to two, three year span. And eventually I got tired and it just, life got in the way and it fizzled out and I was able to get over that hump. But it took a lot of being nurtured by friends. It took a lot of commitment to replacing that situation with something more positive. And in my um, in my luck, grad school was right around the corner. So I really didn't have any time to really sit and fester in that a whole bunch once grad school started. Like literally that happened, shipped off to California, went to grad school, and that's just what it was. So fast forward two to three years later down the line, I think uh, 2020, I met a Absolutely fantastic guy. Um, I would say my dream guy. He had everything I felt like I wanted aesthetically in a person. Um, he was clean cut. He had really nice teeth. If you know me, I'm a person who loves nice teeth. I'm obsessed. Um, had a pretty good head on his shoulders. Very driven, motivated. Had all the ideas of what he wanted to do. Very introverted. He didn't really like to go out. He was a homebody. I like that because it complimented the extrovert tendencies that I do have, meaning me being out all the time, it kind of balanced me out. Like we balance each other out in certain ways. And um, we went through a heck of a lot of stuff within the first year. You know, he had the military happen um, or he joined the military and um, he was away for a while. He came back and then all this family stuff was happening on both of our ends. But we still managed to trudge through and survive through whatever came our way. It felt like we were one in two years going on 10 and 20 years. That's just how much stuff we were going through. But we were still kind of powering through. And I don't know. I just feel like you really have to be real with yourself. Back to that first episode, like not be in denial about stuff. Just because a situation looks like it's for you does not mean it's always for you, right? Like, and the universe will present situations to where that person will continuously disappoint you to show you that this is not the situation you're supposed to be in, right? And you can ignore that or you can actually learn whatever tools you need in order to get out of the situation. With me, 
I ignored it. I said, yeah, there are signs here that I'm just like, ooh, I don't know if this can work. And, and it's minor signs. Like, I'm a person who loves quality time. He's not a person that's used to giving quality time, right? He's a person that's used to long distance. So he didn't really have to give a whole bunch. I'm a person who believes I deserve the world. But then sometimes I feel like the world doesn't deserve me, right? Like, I just, I don't know. It's just a whole bunch of complexities when it comes to being in a relationship with someone. And with him particularly, I think he wants to be there, but I just think there's a um, a disconnect, right? Like, we live totally different lives. I'm someone who was sheltered as a kid, only kid for the most part. And, you know, I have my siblings on my dad's side, but a lot of my childhood was spent alone. On his end... He had a introverted, like a secluded childhood, but he also had like several brothers and sisters that he could depend on or cater to or, you know, be around. I didn't even have that kind of social interaction. He was homeschooled all of his life and things like that. I was introduced to the public school system, right? I was introduced to um, different ideals about society through other kids or, or other social interactions. He didn't have any of that. So when it comes to trying to be in a relationship, there was a lot of social cues missed on his end. And there's probably different social cues that I missed on my end of me not understanding the kind of um, situation he was raised into. And I think that became a much of a disconnect, but we still decided to uh, try to make it work. And over time, I think we just started becoming frustrated with each other because it seems like neither one of us get where each other's coming from. He doesn't get how emotional I am as a person. I don't get how not so emotional he is. I'm used to being with people that are emotional, right? And that can understand where I'm coming from. He's absolutely not. I think he can date uh, emotional people in a sense, but I don't think that he can necessarily nurture them the way they need to be nurtured for them to feel seen or heard. And not saying that's a bad thing. It's just a situation where two people are probably incompatible and they're trying to make the situation happen or make the situation work for the sake of love. And when I speak about heartbreak in this situation, I think I had to break my own heart because I had to come to that actuality that this situation may not be for me. Because when it comes to a point where both of you are frustrated, both of you are having these spats about things that mean nothing or just literally arguing just to argue or literally just talking to each other any kind of way and just to talk to each other any kind of way. That means you have fallen outside of yourself. And that shouldn't happen, in my opinion, in a relationship. You shouldn't fall so far from the core of who you are and disrespect your partner in any kind of way um, in a relationship. It's truthfully if that is a situation that you're supposed to be in. And I really believe that the universe will continue to have people disappoint you on either side in the relationship um, if it's not what you're supposed to be in. You like you literally have to listen for the signs. There was literally a situation where I asked the universe for a sign. That sign happened. And I still committed to being in the situation because I was so blindly in love. And this is where self-love comes in. I truthfully feel like if me personally, for these two situations I just explained to y'all, if I really loved myself the way that I should love myself, I don't think that I would have entertained e either of those situations as long as I did. But also the other side of me is just like, I'm, a, I'm an empath and I believe in people. Um, I believe that people can grow and I believe that people can evolve and change. But when somebody like literally tells you through your actions or through verbally or verbal message that they can't be who you need them to be or they can't fit this mode or they can't do that. Do not force them. 
because that's where the problems will come, right? And I understand in my own battle with self-love, it was me wanting to be loved by someone for real, for once, in a genuine way. Because there were situations where, or there was moments in my second relationship that I just felt completely loved. And I completely yearned those moments every day to the point where I needed reassurance every other day because there was something about that internal battle I was having with self-love that did not make me feel complete on my own. And that's the truth. And for me, that just really stems from living a, a childhood where there wasn't a lot of affection. There wasn't a whole bunch of um, hugs and kisses. Yeah, you would say love you, but I was, I feel like I was raised like in a, in a, in a transactional way, in a financial way, meaning I was giving things. I was always getting what I wanted. Anything I ever asked for on a Christmas list or for birthday, I always gotten, but it, that was like a substitute for love on the receiving end. And I, and I strongly believe that people can't give you what they don't have in them. And it's funny how that transitions into my life now or in that relate that current relationship that I was speaking about. It's funny. Like it's literally the message is there. People cannot give you what they do not have within themselves, right? And it's that great quote from RuPaul, like if you how the hell are you going to love somebody else if you can't love yourself? That's really it. It's it to me it feels like there's a whole bunch of like broken people in the world that are not aware of self-love in a certain sense. And I'm not saying I'm not speaking to either of those two just for myself. It's people who are really have that internal battle with self-love and they're trying to date and they're trying to become one with someone because they feel like, oh, if I date this person, then maybe I'll love myself a little more. Maybe they'll make me feel the love that I should have for myself. And that is absolutely not the truth. Do not get in a situation thinking that this situation is going to make you love yourself because one or two things can happen. One, they can make you feel even more shitty about yourself. Two, you can run them away because of the constant reassurance that you need in order to stay in that relationship, in order to be happy in that relationship. And you need that constant reassurance is pushing that person away 100%. So the first situation I told you about, I experienced a unforeseen heartbreak. I mean, I had ideas, but it, it, I still didn't want it to be true, but it happened. The second situation, I had to break my own heart and realize this situation may not be for me. This may not be a situation that is good for my mental health. This is, may not be a situation that's good for the, the other parties or, or the partner's uh, mental health on their receiving end. It, it just, it may not be. You really just have to understand the assignment for yourself before you try to understand the assignment for you and someone else as far as a union. That is just the God honest truth. You can't continue living life trying to search for what you need in other people. So I encourage people to experience heartbreak. I'm not saying go out there and be with someone for the purposes of them breaking your heart, but embrace heartbreak. If you've been through it, embrace it and actually sit down and learn, right? Because if I hadn't experienced those past two situations with that romantic heartbreak, I wouldn't be in a place I am now to be able to talk about and, and, and to realize how I've shown up and what I was really looking for in situations. And if you start a situation 
broken within yourself, that's how the situation is going to end. I'm sorry to say that's just how it's going to end because you are not fully healed. Excuse me. And you're not where you need to be in order to show up as your best self. Not only in relationships, but just also in friendships. You're just not where you need to be to show up as your best self. It's just not until you absolutely live through and through with this idea of I am the world. I can conquer anything. I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am lovable. You should not. You should not jump into any kind of serious commitment or relationship because, as I said earlier, it can be one of one of two things, and neither of those things are either are, are, are positive, in my opinion. So, um, I say all that to say, or to share with you all my, I guess. One of my other heartbreaks, and it wasn't really a romantic heartbreak. It was my heartbreak was uh, familial. Um, I had a death of a family member, specifically my father. And that broke my heart because it was another like blindside moment. I didn't see it coming. No one saw it coming. I'm sure he didn't even see it coming because it was a very unexpected death. And with that, I just remember... Of course, feeling sad and and also having those moments of denial, like I speak of in the first episode, but also a feeling of anger. I was so pissed. Like in all three of those heartbreak situations, I remember being so pissed about it happening the way that it happened and me feeling like it's probably something I could have done. But in essence, it's nothing I could have done. There's no way I could have really shown up better. And there's not really a way for me to change or make up for that lost time or to even redo that time. All I can do is live in the present. I can't live in the past. I can't live in the future. All I can live in is now. So when it came to the death of my dad, um, I think, I think I was trying to be a, a champ or a tough guy, right? And say, you know, okay, you know, I'm fine. You know, I understand this is a process of life, but if I'm being real with myself, it was heartbreak. It shattered me to pieces, just like those other two two situations shattered me to pieces. And having your heart broken three times is just, it feels like you should just be out the ring. (laughs) It feels like you don't even want to fight anymore. It feels like you want to go back and rewind those situations and fix them. But self-love is not rewinding those things. Self-love is not editing what has happened to you and experiences you've had, especially when it comes to heartbreak or how you may have shown up post-heartbreak with, with full of rage and anger and, and, and taking it out on people that had no ties to the situation and projecting onto people who have nothing to do with what you have going on. And you have to forgive yourself. I think that is the bigger note with all of this. You have to forgive yourself for how you may have reacted in the midst of or the aftermath of heartbreak. Here it is, I explained to you guys two different romantic relationships where I experienced heartbreak. One self-imposed, one not self-imposed. And then I explain a situation with my father passing as one that was not imposed. But of course, we're blindsided with that and naturally heartbreak comes along with that. That was my dad, right? That's someone who um, was a part of my life and someone who loved me and someone who... I don't know, just just a parent to me, right? And losing a parent, 
especially a parent that was active and may he may not have been as active as I would want him to be in my life, but he was damn sure trying. And I think I understand that more as an adult as I start to go as I start to go through shit. I started to understand like what I held against my parents, right? And I'm not giving any kind of excuse towards anybody that hasn't shown up in my life, especially these three people that I, I've spoke about today. But um, I just, I don't, I don't really understand it completely, but I know the older I get, I, it comes a more clear to why people can't show up the way you need them to. And, and, and in essence, it's just they can't show up for you the way you need them to because they don't have it within themselves or they haven't experienced it within themselves to be able to show up for you in that way. It's almost like you have to um, coach people, right? Coach people into whatever, but also you have to be with somebody that wants to be coached. Where if it's a romantic relationship, for sure, someone that wants to be coached and wants to willingly love you the way that you need to be loved in a relationship. If they don't want to do that, then you got to go, right? Self-love tells you you have to go. That heartbreak tells you that you got to love yourself, right? At this point, after every heartbreak I've ever went through, you really have to key in on what self-love looks like and what what it looks like for you. Because my self-love is not your self-love. Your self-love could be taking a bubble bath and drinking some wine on ice, right? Or it could be taking a stroll down the road or it could be traveling, it could be shopping. You know, it could be anything you want it to be, whatever it makes you feel good about yourself. It could just be literally standing in the mirror and observing yourself. As vain as that may seem to people, if that's what makes you happy, then and then that's what makes you feel so full of yourself and makes you feel like you're pouring into your own heart, then why not? And I strongly believe like the visual I'm getting is like this broken heart that's kind of taped together. And when you start to love on yourself, you start to pour into the cracks to the point where it's a whole new heart. All of your love has poured over the cracks to where the cracks can't be seen. They're still there, but they're poured over, right? And they've hardened because they've learned from whatever lesson that is they've had. So right now I feel like I have three full hearts, that I've created because I am committed and intentional about repairing or not even repairing, healing my heart because a healed heart is self-love. Intentionally wanting to heal your heart is self-love. So I said a whole bunch today. Um, I spoke about the heartbreaks I've experienced, whether they be romantic or whether they be um, family oriented or familial situations um, regarding my dad. Um, this message is really for you to know that you can get through any kind of heartbreak and to be patient with yourself when you have those moments of anger because you feel like you either been I don't know, lied to or used or you feel like you didn't say what you needed to say or you didn't get the closure that you wanted to get out of whatever situation it is. Be patient with yourself because all of that anger does does nothing but shorten years on your life. You festering in that anger, you channeling that anger, you intentionally putting energy towards that is doing nothing but shortening your years of life. And you have too much to live for. Okay. Just know that you have too much to live for than to be channeling anger somewhere that it doesn't need to be. 
Forgive yourself for however you showed up after heartbreak. Forgive yourself for being angry after heartbreak. Forgive yourself for anything that you have done because forgiving yourself is self-love, I feel like. Because as soon as you can admit and forgive yourself, right, for how you may have shown up in the midst of being heartbroken, then you'll be able to to heal and move on and, and, and matriculate throughout this journey that we call life. So... Maybe I said a whole lot of something. Maybe I had I said a whole lot of nothing. Um, it's just me kind of having a conversation with myself and allowing you in on that conversation with myself. It may not make sense now. It may not make sense later. It may make sense two years from now, what I said. I'm not sure. But I thank you all for really taking the time to listen. And I honestly want to tell you all to just put yourself first because it's not easy out here. As somebody that's like just recently dealing with heartbreak, it's not easy at all. It's not. It looks like, especially romantic ones, it looks like you wanted to call that person. It looks like you wanted to be involved with them again. It looks like you wanted to go back into your old comfortable pattern with them, but it's not healthy for you. You continuing to feed into a situation that's a bottomless pit and that has no service to you or that person is not self-love for you or them. Don't do it. That's just the God honest truth. Don't do it. Choose you. Call me. Call a friend. Call somebody before you put yourself in a situation where you're not showing up for yourself and you're not loving on yourself to the full capacity that you could be. So, guys, it's at the 30-minute mark. If you've lasted this long throughout the podcast, I commend you. I know I've kind of went over this week. I tried to make these only 15 to 20 minutes because I know our attention span is a little short these days. But I really ramble because there's things that I really care about. But just take care of yourself. Take care of yourselves, guys, and send you plenty, plenty of love. You are beautiful. You are um, amazing. You are talented. You are capable. You are worthy. Hey guys, you've just listened to the episode Heartbreak Equals Self-Love. Thank you so much for supporting me and I can't wait to see you guys next time. (laughs) Bye.